Welcome to Flight Deck Clubhouse, the private podcast specifically designed for one main reason, your convenience. We want to ensure that if you're ever unable to attend the live Zoom check-in calls each and every Thursday at 7 p.m., that you can catch up with everything you need and get the clarity you need to move forward each and every week. With that, please understand there are no stupid questions and you are here to learn and get incredible results for life, not simply be spoon-fed a training and nutrition plan, which you have no real understanding of what you're doing or indeed why. Our key core pillars of Flight Deck are speed, community, clarity, and setting up the foundations for a lifelong physique transformation. That being said, please ensure you're being an active member of the Facebook group as Victoria and I are in there daily to ensure every single person is sorted. The only way you won't win inside Flight Deck is if you stay quiet, don't lean into the resources or support, and tell yourself stories about why it didn't work out for you. Lastly, do make sure you are logging into the private portal on a weekly basis to ensure you're up to date with all the new material provided in drip feed fashion so you can get implementing. You can go ahead and find that at www.slcoaching.london login. Before I go, I want to give you some traits of our most successful coaching clients inside 23 Lean so you can mimic those traits and get winning yourself. Number one, they are quick to implement. They don't consume information passively and whenever there is a new training or resource, they implement quickly for the very best results. Number two, they don't stay stuck and they ask for help as soon as they need it. And number three, they are quick to share both their wins and their lessons. Enjoy the catch up and the training and I'll see you on the inside. Boom. Welcome in then team to how to maximize your energy and live an incredible life. I'm really, really looking forward to delivering this training for those of you that are not watching this right now um, and are watching it back or listening to it back. I highly recommend you go into the lab and download the ton of PDF documents which are associated with this training so that you can have them, you can print out, they're going to be all ready for you so that you can A, have a little think about what uh, activities and what things really give you energy in your day, what kind of things drain you and also the red flags, the amber flags and the green flags to know where your energy is at and indeed what to do about them, okay? Because when it comes to energy management, this is really, really key for, for literally everything that you do here, okay? And uh, I think you're going to find this training really, really valuable. But just uh, super quickly, if you had three times more energy than you do right now, what would you do with that? What would you do if you had treble the amount of energy that you do right now? What would you do? If I keep looking down, it's just because I'm looking down at my head on my screen and just some of the notes that I made. But how would you feel? How would you show up in your work? How would you talk to others around you? How would you spend your time? Or what would you spend your time potentially doing differently? And what results would you have in your life if you could operate with three times the energy in which you do right now? Let me know. How would that show up for you? What would you do differently? If you had three times the energy, let me know. Check it in. If your energy was trebled, how would that show up for you? Let me know. Stronger physically, I reckon. Yep, 100%. More energy at work, more energy for your training, more energy with the kids, more energy to, uh, I wouldn't need energy drinks. You'd save money. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but ultimately, like we live in a world right now where like, you know, we are, we just have the grind harder mentality. Um, would open more clinics and not not need as much coffee. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So like I say, we, you know, we live in a grind harder, grind harder mentality. 
everything is on all the time. Emails happen whenever, like there's very little boundaries being put in place. We're constantly scrolling on social media. We're, we're like very contactable always, okay? And what that can do is like leak our energy from certain areas of our life. And ultimately, right, like we need to recognize that you need renewal, you need rest, you need recovery to do all the things in which, you know, I'm asking you to do and indeed achieve the goals that you want. And if that's not in harmony and we don't have that energy balance right, you will literally burn out. And, I, you know, I talked to some of you about this before. I literally experienced this firsthand myself last year, um, whereby I was just taking too much on in the business. It was around sort of September, October time. And that was actually when Victoria came into the business to massively help me out, to help me uh, leverage certain things because my energy was, was down the drain. I was staying up to like four or five o'clock in the morning, um, you know, basically couldn't make the most simple of decisions inconsequential decisions and that's like a really sort of big like driver of burnout and uh yeah i got to that stage whereby my energy management was piss poor and that's why this sort of training is really really impactful to me um i've experienced long-term burnout completely awful sensation yeah it is luckily for me and josh i would love to know what what symptoms you experience feel free to, to check it in the in the in the box and anyone actually on the call really really you know um would love to hear your experiences with it um, but for me personally that that was the one really weird thing the inability to make a decision and it was just draining so much bandwidth and this decision was so inconsequential that it made no like it wouldn't matter either way but in my mind it was this massive thing just like bubbling up and I couldn't I was literally staying up till five o'clock in the morning the missus was like what, what are you doing do you know what I mean um that was a that was a weird one for me but yeah I'd love to know what have been your experiences I know Monica um you know potentially well entrepreneur works really really hard Rupenda you're on your own business have you ever been so close to burnout? Have you ever dealt with it? I would love to know if you chuck it in the chat box as we kind of move this thing on. There's quite a lot to get through. So as you do so, I'm just going to move it on. All right. Okay. So there's a number of problems which we're going to firstly look at and the key core problems around poor energy management, then look into ways that we can actually boost your energy levels. Okay. I'll come back to the chat in just one uh, little second. So again, a lot of people think that like they have a time management problem. Yeah when actually we have an energy management issue and an energy management problem. It's that really annoying phrase and saying, right? We all have 24 hours in a day. Why are some people who are in a worse position than you potentially getting better results? Be that in fitness, be that in physique, be that in nutrition, be that in health, be that in business. And you can either see that sort of like frame or an, an analogy as like quite triggering, or you could be like, okay, what are they doing differently? Because they don't have more time. Yeah, they just manage it better via their energy management strategies, whether they know it or not as well. Some people have these in place and that's what I'm going to give you the mechanisms to have. And some people just basically um, do it without kind of knowing and they just basically set better boundaries. OK, um, so like, you know, with this, we're often told to allocate your time into a specific amount of time to get the work done. Yeah, for example, like give yourself two hours to complete X task or to plan every single hour of every single day. Right. But this doesn't consider your energy, which leaves you having the time, but not being productive with your time. Like just because you've written down when you're doing every single thing doesn't mean you're actually being productive with it. So if you're not plugging and playing in the rest and renewal and recovery, you're going to be half-assed and you're going to be what we call dim. You're going to be dim. You're never going to be on. Okay. I'll explain that, that um, kind of framework in a little minute. Um, but this could be anything. Like it could be in your work. This could be like you're doing the task, but you're struggling to actually focus on it. Or in your training session, you're training and you're ticking the box of like going to the gym, but you're not able to exert yourself intensely enough to create the adaptation and result in which you really want. How many of you have had a workout that you're like, yeah, I, I turned up to the gym and I lifted the weight, but like I, I wasn't there. 
my mind was elsewhere. I was thinking about work. I was thinking about family. I was thinking about emails. You know, I can't tell you the difference between even my workouts now. I think Vic would back me up on this uh, and hopefully feel the same way. It's like if I get some banging tunes on, if aeroplane mode is on, that workout is, is night and day different versus the workout where I bring in my client phone versus the workout where I'm checking emails versus the workout where I'm trying to schedule a social media post, whatever it now may be. Like it's just night and day different. Does anyone else feel me on that? There's just a difference between ticking a box and like ticking a box. Yeah. So time is a finite resource. Energy works differently. Uh, and energy is a renewable resource, right? But only up to a certain point. So scheduling every hour of your day may seem like a good use of time. But like I say, it doesn't account for the time in which you need to replenish that energy back. Um, and like most people, again, they'll say things to me like, I don't have time to train. Whereas it's often a case they've got the time, but they don't actually have the energy. Yeah. And we're going to look into how to actually build your energy so you can do so effectively rather than just ticking a box and not being fully present in doing so. Okay. Um, hopefully this is making sense so far. I'm just going to check the chat before I, I dive into this. Um, yeah, but the world doesn't allow us to switch off. Yeah. So hold that thought, dude. Really, really key. We're going to come to that. We need to set boundaries and we need to, we need to know when we're doing what and why to the best of our abilities. You're absolutely right. And we're going to be talking about that in this very presentation. Um, there's always something that needs to be done. Same with me, same with my business. There's, you know, there's always something that needs to be done, always. And sometimes to the point whereby like, you know, hope Victoria won't mind me saying this, but like, I remember, you know, she, she wasn't eating breakfast at, you know, certain times and she'd feel guilty for so, like doing so. And then it was like, no, yeah, eat your breakfast, like sit down, make your breakfast and eat it. I feel the same, feel that guilt when I'm going out and training in, you know, my own workout. It's like, gosh, I've always trained since I was like 15. Why is there this guilt around it now? Just because we're business owners and we could always be doing something, always could be getting back to something, always could be, do you know what I mean? So without those boundaries, you're right, man, that you can just justify constant work, especially the sort of people, personality types in which we typically see inside 23 Lean. If they're not the owners or the kind of founders of their own companies, they're oftentimes quite high up in their role because they do have that like, I'm just going to get this work done mentality, which again, can bite you on the ass. Yeah. As well as obviously be very effective. Okay. So cool. Really glad that everyone's on the same page and we're kind of, uh, you know, knowing what we're talking about. So an analogy, an analogy, pardon me, for this is to think of your energy as an energy account. And you get a certain amount of energy that you can spend, quote unquote, each day. And if you spend all of your energy for activities, you'll be left spent and just unable to do, you know, everything and everything. If you just spend it too much, it's like, you know, say you get like a, a certain amount of money each day and you just spank it on one task. Well, there's, there's no money for the rest of the day, right? So if you place small energy deposits throughout the day, such as going for a walk, eating foods that boost your energy, connecting with positive people, getting a workout in, which doesn't bury you, right? Just like these little kind of pockets of energy, like plugins in your day that give it back, that's going to replenish the account rather than just drain it on like one task, be that work or be that whatever, okay? So just a little analogy for you. Um, can you think right now of some foods while well, we're, you know, in here talking about nutrition, which rinse your energy and some foods which actually give you energy back? And the answer to that might be no, I just eat. And that's okay. You might not have the awareness around it just yet, but especially people who have been more in tune with their bodies and my fitness pal and all the rest of it, you will literally find certain foods when you eat them, you'll, you'll feel better. Yeah. And sometimes you'll actually eat certain foods and you're like, I need a nap or I'm done, or I'm just brain fog, or what have you. 
chuck in the chat box if you've got any experience with that. Uh, carbs, especially at lunch. Bread kills my energy. And that's the thing, right, guys? So like oftentimes it's not one whole macronutrient. So people often will blame carbs, yeah? <clears throat> but just to play devil's advocate, if I personally have sweet potato at lunch with a chicken salad, random example, versus massive bowl of pasta or loaves of bread, there's a massive difference. But I'm still eating carbs. You get me? It's, it's often the types of carbohydrates, the types of food. Yeah? Have a little think about that. What foods actually give you energy and what foods rinse it? And let's be honest, like I'm going way off tangent here, but like, you know, a whole pizza or even half a pizza is going to leave you with like heartburn and feeling pretty rinsed. You're not going to feel like you're like full of energy after that. Yeah. But sometimes you need, you need to have half a pizza or you need to, you know, you need to take into account like that 80, 20 rule. So it's now not to say like, don't eat foods, which make you make your taste buds feel good and make you feel like shit. It's just to say, if you're constantly doing that and that's your norm and you wonder why you're always tired. Okay, cool. Then we need to have a little think about that. Uh, going out for food kills my energy. I always feel like shit, whatever I go out. No, so now I just try not to eat out. Cool. Really good awareness there, Josh. And again, it's kind of like we were talking about yesterday. It's probably because, let's be honest, right? Chefs don't care about your goals. They're using all sorts of sauces and oils and butters and condiments that you wouldn't use in your cooking in an attempt to flavor it. But if that's then rinsing your energy, then yeah, have a little think about it for sure. But like I say, let's move it on. Um, Okay, cool. And like I've kind of just mentioned prior, right? We're never able to fully be engaged in our energy, which results in energy levels being dim. Okay, who can resonate with this? Like, you're never fully on with like really high levels of energy, nor are you ever fully off, which allows you to recover deeply to then go back and generate high levels of energy. Yeah. And when you think about it, like we've already kind of discussed today's society, it's really hard to take that downtime. There's always electronics. There's always emails being sent after work hours. There's always, you know, heavy lights at night and our sleep quality is typically quite poor, okay? And then even when you do go away on like holiday, it can feel like you need a holiday afterwards from, from that holiday. For those of you with kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Do you not? <laughs> yeah? But can you resonate with that? Like, yeah, okay, just because you're doing an activity which isn't work, your mind's on work, yeah? Like my little one now is becoming really um, conscious of me and my phone. So I, I make a conscious effort. If I'm playing with him, I'm not also checking social media. I'm not also having my client phone. And I have to set those boundaries because, you know, it's killing that time. That makes sense. Can you relate to kind of feeling a bit dim, just going through the motions and essentially that light bulb isn't really fully on. It's never really fully off because you set shit boundaries or you don't have them. And again, we're going to go for exactly how to set them, not just address the problem. But is this making sense? Is this resonating? Let me know. Being dim. By that, I don't mean stupid. I just mean not on, not off. <laughs> like the light bulb. Let me know. Cool. So again, we never fully switch off and we never fully engage in the actual task at hand. Um, Josh, yeah, I have no boundaries. I've been thinking about work all hours for the last eight years. Yep. And Josh, may I ask, do you not let it matters, but just purely out of interest, do you run your own business or company or do you work for someone? Uh, Rupinder, yep, totally agree. Don't switch off, switch off at all. Yep, if you ask my wife, she would probably say similarly, although I'm making a real conscious effort to get better at it. Okay, totally agree. Wicked, all on the same page here. 
I think it just happens that the very people in the <laughs> that have turned up to this training all kind of very much on the same page. Okay, so problem three, right? There's a lack of energy rituals planned in people's day to help boost energy. And by rituals, I just mean small activities that you can do to actually charge up your energy and to give it back, right? So when you think about it, like you charge your phone every day or every night, why don't we think about charging up your energy levels? Yeah, so we wanna have quick and easy go-tos, just like go-to meals and automatic nutrition. We wanna have quick and easy energy rituals that we can anchor at certain points of the day to help boost our energy levels and have consistently higher energy levels on like a day-to-day, -day, like mini little charging points. And this doesn't mean like some crazy like mantra or cold showers or anything that some you know crazy Instagrammer will, will tell you you've got to do. It could literally mean going for a walk, but actually put leaving your phone at home for the 15 minutes that you're going to be non-contactable for and no one's going to die. You're going to be fine. Yeah. It could mean getting a workout in, which doesn't bury you as well. That was a big sort of key difference for me going from like, you know, two hour plus like bodybuilding workouts of like four sets a piece. Um, you know, and getting buried on every single workout um, and just being toast there, there after that, that does not give you energy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the workouts, which we program for you, get in, get out, shake it all about. <laughs> it should give you a little bit more energy and you should actually feel better. Who feels better after a workout? Let me know. Nine times out of 10. Yes or no? Who feels better after the workout? I need that charging symbol on my forehead. Yep. <laughs> Leave your phone at home. Never lol. Yep. I tell you what, the only time I did that is when I did my back in and uh, one of the prescriptions was like um, a walk with, you had to like swing your arm. So your spine got some nice rotation. And uh, he was like, it's not going to work if you literally walk and look at your phone like this, like most people do. So leave your phone at home. And I was in so much pain. I literally did everything this man told me to do and got pain free very, very quickly. And that felt incredible because it was like part of the prescription to leave your phone at home. So I did it. Yeah. Now, admittedly, I don't. However, during that time, I remember it being really freeing. It was incredible. Good. You feel good after training. Excellent. So you should. Ace. Wicked. Um, okay cool and then problem number four is just a lack of awareness around our own energy levels and i think this is really really key guys okay so we're going to discuss the various forms of energy later but most people go through their day completely unaware when their energy is dipping when it's tanking when it's high when it's low okay and then that results in them over committing themselves at certain points of the day or certain tasks when they're already toast and then burning out of energy or fueling themselves with poor quality food which then affects their energy level right oftentimes like we can mismanage energy levels around training, like either, again, going too hard on a day where you're actually feeling quite bollocks, um, you know, or potentially not going hard enough to create the adaptations you want when you're actually quite well, well rested. And if we don't have the right awareness around how you're feeling, like on this day, then you're going to be frustrated at why certain tasks feel really, really hard and other tasks you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Okay. So you need to have an awareness over your specific energy levels and capacity to determine like what kind of days it's going to be in terms of like work or training or for you to get the, into the best shape of your life and the whole reason why we're here, right? Um, you know, energy management is going to be absolutely crucial, okay? And it's also essential to understand how you can, you know, change your energy levels so that you can grow across a multitude of areas, right? Training, work, social life, love life, family life, all the rest of it, Okay. Um, and we need to be able to have the right energy levels for each of these certain areas at different periods, certain times of the day, certain times of our life um, to, to make sure that we're moving, you know, as we need to sort of thing. Because it's like the whole willpower bucket thing, right? Like you only have X amount of decisions in which you're capable of 
each and every day. Stupid things like what should I wear? What should I eat for breakfast? When it comes to food, you know, I, I don't know the stats, but we make something like, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like decisions about food each and every day, which is why one of the big themes like this month and, you know, in the open offices has been about how do we automate that? How do we get it? How do we make sure that you're eating the same damn breakfast, the same damn lunch? It's to make sure you've got more capacity for the willpower bucket for other areas of your life. Same thing with the, this energy thing, yeah? But more often than not, and this is key right now, guys, like you will miss the red flags of low energy because I wouldn't have got myself to the state of just being so ridiculously indecisive had I known or had I picked up the signs of like something was off, yeah? And it's not just something that just happens out of the blue. So let's have a little think, right? Example, hitting snooze when you don't normally hit snooze and you can't wake up straight away, yeah? Wanting more caffeine, your self-care drops a little bit, poor strength levels like physically in the gym, longer aspects for recovery, restlessness creeping in, like poorer levels of recovery, wanting to reach for sugary food, more frequent energy slumps, heightened levels of anxiety or low mood. Like there could be an array of red flags, but by the end of this training, you will be aware of yours, which I think is key. Okay? Wicked. Cool. So yeah, we just kind of blasted through that, just like, you know, not noticing your energy is dipping and then you get to a state of like burnout. Yeah. So is everyone with me so far? Because like I said, I just want to keep on checking in just because there's quite a bit to get through. Just type in either a why or a no. We can have an open floor and all the rest of it. But like I say, this, you know, we've got the summertime sabotage training. That's far more like plug and play. That's far more just like do this. Don't do that. This is goes a little bit deeper. So I don't want to lose you as I go on. Yeah. Wicked thing. Okay. Wicked, wicked, wicked. So, so good. Wicked. And then, you know, problem number five, and this is the last one of the problems we've kind of addressed is that you're doing too many activities that rinse your energy, that drain that battery, okay? And there'll be activities that you're just spending too much energy on and they just absolutely drain you. So again, like abusing alcohol, like too frequent or too often, yeah? Because we know it's not just about when you're doing it, with every high comes a massive low. For anything like me, hangovers take some good amount of time now and they hit differently, yeah? Is it worth it? Probably not. Am I dreading this? few days in Ibiza. Absolutely. Anyway, let's move on. Sugary or poor quality foods, uh, task switching, being sedentary for too long, listening to crap information to like negative news and all the rest of it. Who, who here either felt their kind of mood um, diminish or increase anxiety around like COVID time and were constantly switched onto the news and all the rest of it. And who made a conscious decision to be like, okay, we know it's bad out there. I'm just going to purposely like not listen to every little bit of information because I'm actually getting quite affected by that. The amount of people that mental health went, you know, down, down the drain because they were listening and absorbing every little bit of negative news. And like, you have to be really careful who you let in and what you let in, in terms of your inputs. I avoid the news. I had to switch that shit off for five months. Yep. I hated germs before, so COVID for me was all a bit too much. Yep, 100%. Watched every last bit. Yep, cool. And I wonder how that affected your, uh, yeah, your mental health, you know. Um, the other thing as well is like leaving open loops. So for instance, it's that whole thing, isn't it? If like, if a job can take less than two minutes and you're like, yeah, yeah I'll get around to it. Again, you're just, you know, you're not closing those loops and therefore it's just sitting on your brain, sitting on your mind. Yeah. Screen fatigue. Yeah, just like relentless looking at a screen or social media or TV or Instagram, scrolling on social media and leaking work life into your personal life. 
by not having decent enough boundaries. Yeah. And again, like I say, we'll identify yours if you've not done so already so that you can know where to place your energy levels. All right. Cool. So poor energy management can often leave you feeling like you're not working hard enough and even guilty at times because you're unable to follow through on your intentions. Can feel like you're deeming your efforts as a failure because you're just overworking yourself into the ground because when you are struggling, instead of resting, you actually drive harder because you mismatch the need for recovery and willpower. Yeah. And again, like when you hit low bouts of energy, it's just feedback to recharge and restore. But you, you, you know, sometimes it's like, well, I just need to push on through. I just need to suck it up. I just need to grind harder, bro, and have another coffee and off I go. And typically the people in 23 Lean and the people that are attracted to this style of coaching are not lazy people. You don't, very rarely do I deal with someone who I'm just like, that. you're just a lazy person, far from. Oftentimes when it comes to fitness and fat loss, you've tried already 101 different things, but it's just those missing pieces of the puzzle which we give you and it's like, bang, light bulb moment, right, let's go. It's not for a lack of trying normally, okay? Uh, number three, falling into unhealthy coping mechanisms due to the pain of low energy, quote unquote, deconstructive choices that affect your result both in training and life. Again, we've talked about what they could be. Alcohol, shit food, you know, just chasing that dopamine hit, relentless scrolling on social media, like hands up the other day. Uh, you know, I was messaging Vic and we were sort of talking about work and stuff. And I was like, I spent, I spent an hour on TikTok before bed. Yeah. And it started because I was trying to find, um, trying to find something for like social media. So it started with like a, a justification in my mind. I wasn't just, but I ended up, yeah, just in this wormhole of TikTok. And I was like, wow, like I know better, do better sort of thing. But that was me with my level of awareness. What do you think it's like when people aren't aware? Like these companies, man, food companies as well, right? Like cookies, crisps, sweets, cereal bars, whatever, like whatever your go-to is, bread. Like there are companies that literally have spent millions upon millions upon millions of creating something and they literally call it, I find this fascinating, it's called the bliss point, okay? And that's the point in your brain where it literally goes like, oh my God, like this food is like out of this world. For you, it's going to be different to me, to someone else. Could be anything, could be cheesecake, could be, but typically it's the, the magic combination of sugar, salt, and fat. You get that right. And certain people's brain circuitry will just like, you know, we didn't have that as like prehistoric, you know, people. Do you know what I mean? And so these, these kind of companies are geared towards giving you those sorts of dopamine hits. And if you're not aware of that, and that's what you're using to quell shit energy management, then yeah, you're going to fall into those unhealthy coping mechanisms. Okay, cool. Uh, losing drive, lacking presence. You can't fully engage in the moment, express yourself fully and have more fun. You're harder to be around and unavailable to have meaningful conversations. Oof. That hit me a little bit differently. Definitely, definitely have been me in the past. I've just been that like one dimensional douchebag as Joe Parrish and one of my coaches says, um, just basically focusing on just one thing. And sometimes there's going to be parts of your life, especially if you're driving business where you have to be a little bit kind of like that. Sometimes if you're really focused on family. If you've got personal stuff, you have to be focused on that. So it's just that constant iteration of pushing and pulling. But again, I'm just kind of raising awareness around, around this sort of like energy, energy flux. Yeah. Cool. And then just, yeah, like I say, lacking presence, okay? 
um, and it can affect your overall physical or psychological health and well-being possibly leading to the physical of like fatigue headaches dizziness pain poor mood appetite loss even reduced immune system okay so it's not good clearly um and just lacking with like what you're doing and why you're doing it Right, team, just before we get onto some worksheet bits and pieces, like we want to be able to, so that, those are the problems, right? And if we look at our desired outcome, essentially, we want to boost your energy level so that we can have high levels on a day-to-day -day basis by those little plug-in points throughout the day. We want to be aware of our red flag so that we can prevent low energy. That's going to be key. And we want to have the energy to gain the power of full engagement in ourselves and achieve high level of success in training, professional, personal life by setting better boundaries, Okay. Now, again, I just want to sort of check in with you. Is all this landing? Is it feeling like, yes, this is useful information rather than just babbling on? Because there's, there's a fair few worksheets here. And again, like if you're kind of watch, watching this passively, might feel like hmm, this is useful, but I'm not really going to do anything different. Even if you just take one thing away, noticing your red flags, plugging points throughout the day. Not, like I say, just, just really being aware of your energy on a day-to-day -day and what's giving you energy and what's flipping draining it. I think that's going to be key. Cool. All right. Wicked. Um, so super quickly, just before we go into some worksheet bits and pieces, right? There are four forms of energy, which we need you to understand to manage them. Okay. We've got the physical energy. Okay. And this is the, the one you'll most likely be you know, familiar with. It comes from how well you sleep, eat and exercise. Like typically when I ask that question of like, how, how much energy do you have? Or if you could treble your energy, how would you feel? You're probably thinking of it in like a physical sense. Yeah. You know, when you're buzzing, when you've got a good sleep, when you're eating well, like you're full of energy and you know when you're, when you're not. We kind of tend to just think of this physical, but there's actually three more pillars which I'm going to talk to you about today, okay? Um, so for instance, yeah, just like an example of like when you're sick, you're in bed. That's a sign of low energy. Um, and when you've hit a PB in your training and you've slept well and you've eaten good food, that's a sign of high energy, right? High physical energy, okay? But we've also got emotional energy, okay? And that's how we feel about what's actually going on in our lives, our work, our relationships, ourselves, and overall sort of general situation. Understanding these emotions and getting better at emotional regulation is important because it will directly impact how you feel and the energy, therefore, that you have to engage in other activities, be it meal prep, be it working out, be it, you know, whatever. Yeah. So if you're enjoying activity, challenging yourself, seeing the opportunity in it, you'll have a higher level of energy to engage. On the other hand, if you're struggling with negative emotions, that can affect our ability to engage ourselves in an activity. You've got some shit going on in your personal life. You know, that's oftentimes when we have an unstuck call with someone, you know, the, throughout the first five minutes, I'm trying to diagnose, like, is this a logistical problem of fat loss or stalled? I don't know what to do with nutrition, something to do with training, or is it a personal problem which is showing up in their inability to stick to the plan? 99% of the time, it's the latter, not the former. Okay, this is why this is so key. Okay, so mental energy, the capacity to do what we have to do to focus on something, okay? Our attention span, basically, um, you know, helping you through sort of boring parts of the day. If you have a lot of noise going on mentally with, again, open loops, tasks that you need to do, but you're shit at sort of like planning and all the rest of it, um, you know, 
this can scatter your focus and hinder your mental energy to be able to engage in that activity. And the last one, potentially a little bit of hippy dippy stuff, but stay with me. Okay. I don't mean anything to do with religion when I talk about like spiritual energy, right? But it's more like what gives us the motivation to act, the set of values and purpose behind your own self-interest. Okay. So doing an activity for a higher purpose, or is it just for like a, a low level sort of thing? So for instance, like the frame I use a lot and talk about even on social media is like, who else wins? Who else benefits when you're at your best? Who else like in your life right now, I'll just chuck it in the chat box, wins when you are taking care of yourself, when you are hitting workouts, when you are eating well, when you're more pleasant to be around, when you're sleeping better, when you're just on top of your game and you're in gear one or two, who else in your life wins? Because I don't care who you are, There'll be a friend, there'll be a family member, there'll be a son, there'll be a daughter, there'll be a partner, me, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Friends, family, patients, yep, 100%. So it's about that, that kind of like higher purpose, yeah? So again, it's just more about like what gives you the motivation to act, yeah? Um, you know, thinking about this whole thing in which you're doing as being a role model for that very person that's hopefully come to mind. Okay. Wicked. Okay. So key principle number two, identify the activities that drain and boost your energy. This is what we're now going to do. Okay. So what we're going to do is go onto this maximizing energy sheet. Now you are going to have this in the lab but I just want to give you a few examples rather than just give you a bunch of PDFs. And you're like, well, what, what do I write here? So let's collaboratively come up together with things in work that will easily drain your energy and things that you can do in work that can give it back. Yeah, let's, this is where I want some sort of engagement in the chat. I'm going to give you an example of each just so you can see sort of where I'm headed with it. But realistically, there's no right or wrong. Okay. So work. I can think of task switching. Yeah, having open loops, for instance, not closing them, doing a little bit of one thing and not finishing it. Shit, I've got to do something else. I've got to do something else. You actually look at the hour and now you've just got loads of open loops. Okay. For instance, just an example. Okay. Things that will help your energy, closing loops. like taking breaks either mentally or physically after a task has been done. You save energy. Okay. Onto you. What will things will drain your energy when it could just come to you and your personal self-care? Well, what about shit sleep? Poor sleep. Because you're scrolling, because you're social mediaing, because you're not taking it seriously because you have poor sleep, right? Things that will help your energy, obviously, good sleep, get to bed on time, nutritious food. But let's go with something we've been talking about recently, and that's food flood. Food planning. Yeah? Why would that give you energy? Because you don't have to think about it. It's done. You've got energy. You've got bandwidth. You've got capacity for other things. Am I making sense here, guys? Am I on the money? Let me know. Let's say uh, environment, right? Let's say messy environment. Shit everywhere. Desk is crazy. Your desktop's crazy. Uh, 
and that causes a little bit of stress. Okay. What can you do within your environment that will help your energy? Block out negative people or news or noise. Yeah. And be around positive people. Positivity, podcasts, me, this group, anything. Okay. And then mental, um, you know, what's going to rinse that in terms of that kind of um, that sphere. So what about no personal reflection? Never sort of realizing when you're high, when you're low, when your energy's off, how you're feeling, da, da, da. What's going to help that? Boom, journaling. Five minutes in the morning. How am I feeling? Why am I feeling like this? Pen to paper, you get less overwhelmed. Do you see where I'm going with this, guys? Okay. So don't need to kind of uh, go with too much because there's just a couple more sheets to get through. But can you at least sort of see or can you think of things in the sphere of work, you, environment and mental on a day-to-day basis that you know drains your energy? What are some of the energy drainers that go on in your day? Let's just have a couple. If you can't think, don't worry too much about these little subcategories. That's just what, what happens in your day-to-day that when it does, you're like, okay, that's just rinse me a little bit. Let me know. Come on, come on. Hit me with it. What drains energy? What rinses bandwidth? Workplace drama, that's pointless. Cool. Yeah. Could be anything. Conversations with certain people that don't need to actually have, like be had. Like I say, any of these things. Task switching is a big one. And then think about, okay, cool. So what things will actually help your energy? That you're going to do. Not that you're just saying to like tick a box and me going like, yeah, well done. Excellent. Good work. What can you potentially do? Or what have you done in the past? Kind of like that question, which we asked the other day in the open, open office. What have you stopped doing? That's potentially, you know, plan for. Could be anything. Could be the meal prep. Could be the putting your phone on airplane mode. Could be um, walking. If it, You know, a lot of the time people are like, oh, I'm too busy to like get my steps in. I'm like, cool. So like how many phone calls do you take a day? Oh, up to eight to 10. Cool. Can you not walk while you're on the phone? Do you know what I mean? So let's have a little think about things that will help your energy. I've given you some here. All right. Cool. So listen, we'll move this on, but I want you to have a little think about this. Slowing down, being mindful when I eat, walking to the gym instead of power, walking like a lunatic and eating prawns down the road. <laughs> 100%. Wicked. Okay, cool. So now onto key principle number three, the energy support sheet. And we're then going to get a little bit deeper into having a little think about what we can in your day delegate to get some energy back, hand activity back to minimize support offset. And again, we've got you, we've got work, we've got environment, we've got mental. And again, same thing. I'm just going to give you one example so you know what I'm banging on about. Then you can have a little think about this. Okay. So for instance, meal prep, you delegate that out. Get someone else to do it. Pay for someone else to do it. Boom, done. You you get energy back. Okay. Hand activity back. 
So this could mean not following other people's poor eating patterns or decisions or lifestyle goals that don't serve you. Yeah, so not being a people pleaser, for example, okay? What are we looking to minimize to get your energy back? Let's say caffeine after two. None of you should really be having caffeine after two because of the six hour half-life, by the way. And what support do you need to do to get this energy back? Um, support from partner in terms of like, you both do the food shop if you're not gonna do the meal prep. Could be anything, could be, I don't know, organizing a time. to watch inspiring content or something or have a chat with someone who you know is going to give you energy back rather than rinse you. You know those people in your life, right? There's like energy vampires. Who's got energy vampires in their life? I have very few now. I did have loads. Guys, you with me? Let me know, let me know, let me know. With work, especially if you are an entrepreneur or you're the boss or whatever, what can you delegate out? What tasks are you doing that you don't need to be doing and that you can tell yourself stories about, yeah, but you do it better? Well, no, you don't. You just haven't told that person how you want it done. And you can win back your time, okay? What about handing back activities and work? Saying yes to every little project going. What about no? Just saying the word no. Obviously, if it needs to get done, it's, it's the thing where like your boss is like, well, it needs to get done. Can't just be saying no, then you get the sack. But you know what I mean? Is there any space to just create some more bandwidth at work? You know, what do you need to minimize? Bringing home work, setting better boundaries, not checking the, the emails and all the rest of it when you're at home with the, with the missus or the, or the husband or what have you, okay? Uh, support. Ask for help to upskill certain tasks or what have you. Yeah. Hopefully this is helpful, guys. Did you want me to go for environment and mental or should we move it on? Really and truly, this is for you guys to do in your own times. More than happy for you to whack it back to me and or Vic and we can go through this with you. Okay, this is going to be a really powerful exercise for you to do. Really, really powerful. Okay. Um, you know, environment could be something like spending money on hiring a cleaner. Yes, it costs money. But again, it's, it's won you back that time. It could be anything. Um, again, mental, you want to minimize negative people, negative conversations, energy vampires, and all the rest of it. Yeah. You can't really hand anything sort of back to that because it's you. Um, but, you know, if we engage in, in information or activities that are not serving you, then again, that's just going to rinse your bandwidth, rinse your energy. Hopefully this is making sense. Wicked. All right, team, moving on. So now the pinpoint sheet. Generally, and we're going to run through this, when is your energy, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, high in the day? When is it high? When is your energy high? Mornings, evenings, afternoons. Let's go. Quick, let's blast through this. Let's go. There's no right or wrong here. Like, yep, afternoon, cool. Afternoon, as an example, okay? When's your energy low? Morning. 
again, most people don't have this in black and white and they put their most, say for instance, you know, well, I do. And that's why sometimes it doesn't clash, but like, you know, I'm most active in the morning and then my energy goes like this and Victoria is pretty much the inverse to me. Yeah. But I'm, if I'm thinking right, not going to give Victoria the most challenging task to do in the morning because naturally I know her energy is higher afternoon, evening, whereas me, like I'm toast then. Yeah. No right or wrong. But you just want to pinpoint in your day where energy is high, where energy is low. Okay. Why are we doing meal prep in the time of the day whereby you're effed and you can't be bothered to do it anyway? Something to think about. Okay. Um, what foods you need to eat more of and what do you need to eat less of to have higher energy levels? Let's do one food which is draining you right now, but it's making an appearance in your diet. And let's do one food which you don't really eat too much of or you kind of forget about, which gives you energy back. Let me know. One food, either way, let's go. Gosh, I can think of loads. Lean meats give you energy, wicked, bread low. Boom, done, excellent. So less bread. More lean meat, easy. Wicked. On the days you have low energy, what is slowing you down? Nutella drains me, yeah. Like Nutella, alcohol, you know, big high. And that's why people, people have it because you do get a high. Let's not just like pretend that like when you drink or when you eat that food, it's just like an immediate drainer and a low. It's not. You get like a massive high from it and then you get the bigger low. Yeah. We want to keep that nice and constant. So on the days you have low energy, what is slowing you down? Why would you have low? And this could be where you are in cycle for a female, potentially. It could be sleep. It could be stress. It could be boom, boom, boom. It could be work. But why on some days are you ready to kind of smash through walls? And on other days, you're just effed. Like, you know, what, what's doing that? And then across the week, where are your energy levels generally at? Scale of one to 10. One being energy through the floor, 10 being through the roof. Where would you say energy's at in general? Across the board. Physical, mental, spiritual. And emotional intelligence. Because if we manage this, we manage what you do with your food. We manage what we do with your food. You get the results in which you're after. You get the results in which you're after. You're happy. I'm happy. Everyone wins. Your energy's in the gutter. You get to Friday, Saturday. You can't be asked to meal prep. You can't be asked to eat healthily and cook healthy foods. You certainly can't be asked to work out and do your steps. Therefore, you don't do it. Therefore, you feel like you've hit the effort button. Therefore, you eat whatever. Therefore, we get further away from your goals and you start telling yourself stories why the program's not working for you. Okay, that is why this is key. I want to always bring this back to why I'm delivering this training, not just to give you knowledge. Okay, so let's go. On the days you have lower energy, what is slowing you down? Someone give me something. Let's go. Yeah, snoozing the alarm is like a symptom. But then why are we snoozing potentially? Because we've had bad sleep for whatever reason, yeah? So, so sleep, lack of sleep, so bad sleep, yeah? And then something for you to have a little think about where's energy just generally sort of across the week, yeah? And then if we go into the recovery plan, on a working day, uh, emotional drain kills the energy. Yep, 100%, dude. Totally respect that. On a working day, when will your rest be? Can we put those bits into the day? which we can plug in. 
Rest when you sleep. Yeah. What about in the day? For instance, who takes a proper lunch break without screen? And doesn't just shove it down. And who actually sits there and eats their lunch? That was one good thing when I was working as a personal trainer gym instructor. You know, we would go down for our lunch to the staff room and eat because we only had an hour to do so, right? You can't be eating your lunch while you're uh, standing up upstairs. However, I'm not going to lie. It was just like everyone on their phones. But at least it was that time to actually eat. Eating lunch while taking, uh, talking to a receptionist standing up. Yeah, so not ideal. So let's have a little think about that, okay? Um, what will you do to separate your work life from your personal life? Oh, big one. What do you reckon? For me, having two phones, massive. Like that's been a game changer. Vic, I'm sure you'd agree. What will you do to separate your work life from your family life? You've got to think about these things. Otherwise, if you don't, and it just carries on bleeding in, there's shit boundaries, your relationships suffer. You definitely need two phones, man. Come on. If I can figure that out, you can. <laughs> definitely. How often will you have rest times and what do you need to do during your rest times? Again, what are the things that are going to give you energy back? And uh, oftentimes just having something in the diary, something fun, a holiday, a trip away, a spa day. And it's so funny, a lot of people generally like the knee-jerk reaction is to like reward themselves with food. It's just like, man, you just kind of undone all that work with like an all-you-can-eat buffet. But, you know, you know, one nice meal is not going to undo things if it's like planned and if it's something you look forward to and if it's after X amount of weight loss. If we then pair that with a nice, you know, night in a hotel and a spa, like, you know, that, that, that is needed. Even if it's a few months away, even if it's just in the diary, you know. Cool. Okay. And then lastly, we need to get into the energy zones. And for me, this is really, really powerful. Okay. So we talked about kind of raising awareness around when you're in green, when you're in amber, when you're in red. So when you are in green, when you're winning and when your energy is high, how are you feeling? How are you feeling when you've got a high energy day? For me, I'm confident. I'm really confident in who I am, what I do, mission and vision. Um, I'm planful of my days. I'm not letting the days run me. And again, like full transparency, that doesn't come naturally to me. I am eating well. And I think I'm happier. Yeah. And to stay winning, to stay in green when it comes to my energy, I need to block out shit people and things, set boundaries, plug in fun, and recognize small wins and achievements rather than just the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So when I'm, when I'm winning, I am, boom. To stay winning, I need to do this. If I'm starting to slip, what are you doing? Let's raise awareness around that. Again, just to give you some examples from me. Um, 
full transparency, like I'm not the tidiest person ever, but when I'm starting to slip, um, environment gets super messy. Loads of loops not closed. Decision fatigue, for example, yeah. And again, so Simon Amber, what do I need to do to get back into green? And it's not necessarily there, all that stuff, because if I'm already in Amber, I need to pay respect to the fact of where I am and what I need to do to get back into green. So again, it could be like, um, just plan my day for the day ahead. It could be um, not bury myself in training but just actually do the training to, to give me energy back could be anything okay and again in red um when i'm burnt out i am and full transparency this is quite this like the first two came easily to me this one doesn't because i've only been properly burnt out once and i dealt with it fast okay but for you then who've all nodded your heads and been like yep i've experienced burnout what happened when you how did you feel when you were in the red, when you were like super burnt out. Anxiety through the roof. Yep. What else? Let's keep going. So anxiety high. Let's go. What else? You might literally be feeling tension or like physical pain from that anxiety. Yep. Low mood, want to hide. Exactly that. Feel like I'm literally going to explode. Yep. And again, you can't just say, you know, because you're here, oh, all we need to do is this because you're so far like in the deep end in red. Lack of energy, negative thinking, blurry mind. Yep, blurry mind's a fantastic way to sort of conceptualize it. But again, if you're in red, you can't just get to green. We need to go amber first and then green. You need to work your way up the levels, scaffold it, yeah? Um, so what's some super easy wins that you can do just to get you out of red, just to get you away from feeling like this? For me, I need to delegate, lean in on my support system more so. I'd also, I think, vocalize it to Victoria if it was a work thing. You know, we've got the sort of relationship where I can be like, oi, I'm actually feeling pretty bollocks right now because of one, two, three, and I need extra help with four, five, six, if it's a work thing, okay? So that's one for me. I need to delegate. I need to prioritize. I need to ditch. Because oftentimes when you're, in, when you're in red, like Rapindi, you're saying you feel like you're going to explode. People don't want to explode when they've got one or two things to worry about. People want to explode when it just feels like your capacity to deal with it is just not there because there's so much of it. So what do you need to ditch? Ditch or delegate, yeah? Um, agree and commit to the next small step. Few sessions with psychologists and my leadership coach, 100%. I think therapy, you know, like talk to who you need to. All right? Awesome, guys. If anything, for me, this one, this sheet here, is probably one of the most powerful that we've been through tonight to literally raise awareness around what happens when you're there. Yeah. What happens when you're here? And again, it could be something really, really subtle. All of a sudden, 
you're picking up shit on the go and you're snoozing the alarm and you're being a little bit snappy. doesn't have to be just like our oh, brain fog and feeling effed. And if anything, you've probably missed a trick and not raised enough awareness around it. If you've gone from, you know, green to red, you haven't, but you just missed that amber step. Yeah. So I would love for you to get filling this in. So at the very least for you, more than even for me, you know where the highs are and where the lows are, what you need to do to get back winning. And you can spot the, the highs and the lows effectively, right? Wicked team. That was a chunky training. Like I say, I really appreciate you hanging around for it. I think you'll get a ton of value from it. Anytime anyone talks about, I don't have enough energy or energy management, boom, I'm going to send them to this training. Um, but for you, I would love to know what stood out the most. What was the biggest thing? What are you going to do differently? What are you going to make use of? What kind of hit, hit home the most? Would absolutely love to know. Let me know in the chat box, because for me, this, the energy zones are just incredible just to have the awareness around it. Because oftentimes you kind of know it at the back of your mind, but not putting pen to paper and not actually sort of like being like, oh yeah, shit. I'm doing these a little bit too often or whatever. Yeah. So chuck it in just now. What was your biggest takeaway? Please let me know. No matter how big, no matter how small, would love to know what you got from this. What the biggest takeaway was, let me know. Then we'll summarize and wrap up. Let's go team. I'm hungry. <laughs> Biggest takeaway of this training. Pardon the pun. Um, energy zone stuff. My first warning sign is I don't track my food a night before the next day. Yep, big. Love that. Great awareness. Not to be guilty to set boundaries and realize I have limits and need time out to recharge on a daily basis and not just to live for holidays. Yeah, man. You know, you have to set boundaries, not only with other people, but with yourself as well. If you're the sort of person that's just like work, 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 and there's no boundaries, it's like the very people, and I think I said this to you on our first call, the very people who you're trying to serve to your greatest capacity because you're working so hard, be that patients or be that friends or be that family, you know, the ironic thing is they're actually getting a half-assed version of the very person who they need at their best because you're so bollocks and because you're, you're dim and we're never really high, we're never really on and we're never really off. So you have to be selfish to be selfless. Put your own oxygen mask on first and all the rest of it, yeah? Team, awesome. So to summarize, instead of focusing solely on time management, instead we want to be thinking about energy management. Be aware that there are four forms of energy and we want to manage energy holistically to perform our best in life, pushing and pulling depending on our priorities and where things are at just there. We want to assess your energy regularly, whether your energy is in the red, amber or green zone and deploy your remedies to get you back winning. That last sheet, again, is just so gold for you to have because it is going to be a little bit different for you than it is to me, than it is to Victoria, than it is to someone else, okay? Pinpoint the times in your week that energy management could be improved. And ultimately delegate, hand off and ask for support on specific tasks of your life that are draining you. Quality energy management isn't just down to you. It's a team thing. Boom. Team, that is it. Wicked. Glad that landed so well. I think that was a, a pretty impactful training. I'm going to love you and leave you. Up in the lab shortly. Up in the podcast shortly. Have a great evening. And I'll talk to you very soon. Get to bed on time. In a bit. Peace.